Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Right now, we are live. And yes, live. It is a live GPR podcast from In Conjunction 39 right here in the special events ballroom. And I have to tell you... Uh, I love the uh, the growth that we had from last year in the sense of uh, now we have two main stages. Really, you have the main stage and the special event stage, which is what we're on right now. And uh, with us right here is Mark Nash. Hello. And uh, Mark and I uh, have known each other for, for quite a bit of time and have worked on several projects together. Yes. You're just coming off of working. It's, it's now released on Hulu. Correct. Uh, uh, the Clove Hitch Killers. Correct. There's a, a flick. Uh, one of my most recent uh, films is a film called The Clove Hitch Killer, which uh, it stars Dylan McDermott and Samantha Mathis. And I play um, Dylan's uh, brother. And it is a, uh, it's a murder mystery. And again, it's right now playing on Hulu. And uh, it's actually having a pretty good run. So. Cool. I, I, I remember you filming, you, you're talking like, you know, with the pictures and, and whatnot from set. That, that was actually pretty cool. And until you mentioned it, I completely spaced, I, I apologize for that, but I completely spaced when you're like, oh, it's unavailable on Hulu. It immediately hit my cue. Yeah, <laughs> I was, it was like, a, oh, actually, no, like, really? Okay, that's, that, you know, so tonight in the hotel room, we're, that's what we're, we're watching. Actually, it was fun. I uh, worked on that, actually. It's been a couple years ago now, but you know the movie industry is. You shoot a movie, and it gets released a couple years later. And or shot- in our case, it, you know, three or four years <laughs> later. <laughs> but I uh, uh, shot it in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, I was actually on set for seven days. And, uh, yeah, it's actually, you know, it took forever. I kind of lost track of it and forgot about it. But now it's, uh, it's on Hulu, and it seems to be you know, having a good run. So, yeah. And so you're here this weekend promoting... Um, one well, one film that has been released this week, and another film that's going to be uh, hope uh, it keeps getting pushed back. I know that uh, our, our other guests are no uh, no stranger to uh, uh, films being pushed back, but uh, uh, <laughs> we're, we were looking oh, looking for an October release, but uh, December is is probably where you know, it'll be a Christmas gift. Uh, <laughs> Hint, hint, you know, buy right. buy now, pre-order. Um, but uh, so you're here promoting The Tube yes. from Rutledge Productions. And uh, it stars Joel Weinkoop and his wife, uh, Catherine. And Which are longtime friends of mine. Yeah. I've probably known those guys for 20 years. Yeah, at least uh, 20 years. Or my my favorite thing was because like, we put them up on the Roku channel, like mm-hmm. all, all this stuff, and the other side came up. And he used a clip of you uh, from another thing that he did right, right. As, as part of it. And I was like, so I sent you a, a screenshot of it mm-hmm. and said, look what I found. Yeah, that was a character. It's actually a character. And you from, had dark hair. Right. I, well, that was, uh, <laughs> I was younger. Um, that was actually a character that I, uh, I uh, produced and directed and actually wrote a film. Uh, probably 1998, 1999. It's called The Raging Bells. And I play a, a serial killer. And... 
The movie was actually a lot of fun. It had a good run in Florida. It was in the Tampa Bay Film Festival years ago, and it had a pretty good run years ago. And Joel, you know, he, he came up with this idea, hey, let's incorporate the character from one of your movies in one of my movies. So we did, and that's where that clip come from. It was the serial killer character to the T, dress and all, that come out of my movie into his movie. So it was kind of fun. He wanted to battle the, uh, the, the villain in my movie, so... Yeah, it was it was a hoot. I enjoyed watching it. Like, but you know, and that's also available on GPTV on yes. the Roku uh, device. Uh, shameless plug, but you know, it. Wait a minute, this is my show. Yes. Uh, so go check out the Roku channel. <laughs> but um, but with the tube, it is actually something we've been putting together in a sorts for the last. Almost decade. Absolutely, absolutely. Some uh, of, the, some of these projects I recognize, and they are several of them are close to my heart because I've lived with these projects for years. Uh, uh, so the tube has incorporated uh, uh, short films such as uh, Old Dogs, uh, Richard Watson Files, uh, Rough Cut. Uh, Rough Cut was, I think, the first time we actually no the the second time we worked together. Yeah, we uh, we we actually worked. Uh, you worked on Old Dogs Never Die. Yeah. Um, which actually was filmed at, for the big, biggest part in my house. <laughs> um, well, at the time, it was my girlfriend's house, but eventually became a wife. So, uh, Old Dogs Never Die, great movie. It's close to heart, an award winner. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, Don, of course, well, Stephen Durgard, you know, one of my best friends, so uh, plays in this. And uh, just a great flick, just a, a good, heartfelt movie. Uh, it's, it's, it's appropriate for the family. And uh, just tells a real good story with well, a good ending. The, the funny part about that is that it got mixed in with stuff that probably isn't for the whole thing. This is family. true. This is true. <laughs> but uh, uh, with Joel, what we did was we went down to Florida mm-hmm. uh, and shot in Tampa. And we shot the wrapper that would bring everything together. And with Joel Winecoop, you can have a script and everything will go great. You, cannot, you can come in and just say, well, we're going to wing this. This is what I had. And you still we'll get a good so joel is a master at improv you can throw any scenario at him and he will roll with it that's what i love about joel I mean, no limits on that guy so the, the the premise of the whole film uh the tube is a couple coming on vacation they're into tampa mm-hmm. and he wants to sit he get to the hotel room after he's videotaping the whole thing and he just wants to sit around while the wife wants to go out and he's flipping the channels and she gets angry, <laughs> as most wives will do. Like, I want to go out. I want to have a good time. Hey, well, as soon as this is over. The whole premise of the, the movie. So we have uh, uh, Old Dogs, Richard Watson, Rough Cut, and uh, uh, well, one more movie, uh, Flicker. Uh, Flicker. Uh, that... Uh, that uh, all got swept up into this and flipping the channels. We did some fourth wall breaking in the thing, and it's actually pretty fun. Um, you were actually on set for three of them. I actually worked, the yes. Three, I've worked three out of the four, uh, starting with Rough Cut. I actually uh, play a lead character in Rough Cut. Um, uh, uh, let's just say I am... Um, I'm, I'm a little greedy in, in, in the movie, and I get what's coming to me. So I don't want to give all that away, but I highly recommend Rough Cut. Good friends, great location. 
uh, just an amazing location and um, and you yourself I mean that was something uh, that you pulled out of your hat so yeah that was uh, actually a, a script that I had wrote uh, a few years beforehand and, and was just kind of toying with it and when the situation came arise I said well listen I said well I have this and uh, like the, you said, the location I am a true believer that a location can make or break your project and I have to say, Chris, you're a master at locations. This location I, was just incredible. It was spooky. It's, a, it's an abandoned factory of sorts. Okay. And I mean, just all these corridors and hallways, and, and it's a dilapidated building, but just an amazing location with and, a basement. And, and it, it's fun that the, the guy says, uh, oh, uh, we're talking about cleaning uh, up after ourselves, after like the big blood piles and this, that, and other. He's like, oh, no, 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 that may deter people from coming back in here. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it was just, just an amazing location. And we were, we were really fortunate to have the full run of that place for days. So, uh, yeah, and again, that just totally made this movie. So, uh, And then Richard Watson. Oh, uh, my goodness. Talk, talk about, about location. Talk about location there. Uh, we started filming, and, and the majority of the stuff was filmed in, uh, uh, in Alexandria, up near uh, Muncie, in a small little, small little town. Uh, but this was the first time we actually uh, branched into a bigger location. So we started in Indianapolis, or uh, started in, in Anderson, and then moved into uh, uh, Anderson and then down to Muscatatuck, which if you haven't, if you have not been to Muscatatuck. Again, you are a master at locations, Muscatatuck. Let's talk about that for a moment. So we're, we are there for uh, a few days, and right out of the gate, we are instructed Stick together, stay together, do not venture off by yourself, because that property is huge. I forget how many acres and that property is. And it is an active military base. It is an active military base, and they do a lot of, uh, lot of war games and things like that. Well, this particular weekend, they were doing these war games where if we ventured off and the soldiers would find you, they might think that you are part of the war games and you could be taken hostage. And I mean, for real. Yeah, like, we just talked about it. You could be duct taped to a tree for the night. So, yeah, we all kind of stuck together after that story. So. But it was also cool to, like, actually stay in the barracks area. Like, yes. we had, to, you know, uh, we had our own rooms and, and bunks and all that stuff. Uh, we had uh, our own mess, which my wife did the catering for that. She spent $400, fed us for the entire weekend. Absolutely. Three meals a day, and they were, like, buffet-style meals. Absolutely. You know, and our version of roughing it wasn't so rough. Like you say, we slept in barracks. We each had beds. It was nice. It was it was private, and we kind of had the run of the place, or at least the area where that we, we were, were supposed yeah, to. Yeah, that we were supposed to stay in. And, I mean, there are there's wreckage. There's equipment. There's cars wrecked. There's an old dilapidated hospital that I swear would be a great, uh, and, like, haunted. And still like, had equipment in it. Yeah. The hospital no. still has equipment and, and just crazy stuff so what a great location and again i give you kudos for that you're a master at location i have to say it fit and you know it was a blessing that because uh, uh, right after that they kind of put the kibosh on it because somebody, exactly. yeah it, it, because somebody went in and filmed a porn over there i guess is is what so they stopped yeah that place is no nonsense it's absolutely no nonsense and the project was legit so right because i was like wait a minute they didn't think we were doing like no 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 you're, you're okay but somebody who came after you, well, you had, know, had done some stuff that was uh, questionable. We and I was were, like, okay, 
Fair enough. Fair also enough. fortunate on that set, uh, Katie. Uh, and Katie has moved on to Los Angeles. And uh, she is, uh, right now she is known as uh, George in mm -hmm. uh, Z Nation. Yes, she's uh, a regular on the series Z Nation. Uh, she did the, the final, the fifth and final season. Uh, the whole season, she was like one of the main, mm -hmm. main people. Um, and uh, that's one of the things we keep telling people is like, you know, uh, before she, like literally, I think it was like right before she left. This is one of the last things she did before before she took she, her venture to Los Angeles uh, and hit the walking dead. And mm -hmm. uh, like, I think they called her cool hair zombie mm -hmm. after her character finally became a zombie over there. Uh, but uh, uh, she was awesome to work with. Uh, we do have some outtakes with her and it was kind of funny. It was a lot of fun. Uh, of course the outtake at the end of uh, uh, the tube, we had, we threw an outtake in there with Don in the, uh, the Richard Watson. See, and thing. I haven't seen the outtake stuff, so I'm excited to see all that. Yeah, that so, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the last one we have in there is Flicker. Uh, that's uh, another short uh, about uh, a sheriff dealing with a serial killer. Kind of long, your, you know. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. But uh, uh, that stars Jim Doherty and uh, Mark Esch and Raymond Kester and a uh, uh, bunch of great guys. We actually shot that twice. Um, we shot the whole first part once, and the actor who was playing the sheriff backed out after we had already filmed a whole day and I, had six hours left. I'm not attached to that project, but I've seen this project, and what I like about it, it's shot very gray. It's, it's, it's very uh, mysterious on how that, that project is shot. If you guys haven't seen Flickr, I'm going to highly recommend this project because it'll keep you on the end of, edge of your seat, that's for sure. And uh, it was a great time. Uh, we, uh, like, the outside locations were, were nice and muddy and swampy. And, of course, we got to walk on the, the solid parts, but we, you actually felt the, the, the marshy uh, side of things. And, and, again, location. I mean, <laughs> you're all about location. That's for sure. But uh, uh, coming into, uh, now, that that's the tube, and uh, it's on sale now if you go to Rutledge.com. RutledgeProductions.com mm -hmm. and click on the buy now. Uh, it is on sale there for uh, $10.99, feature, you know, feature length. You can also come to the last day of In Conjunction and get it for five. That's our, our special and That's a lot of material for the money. I mean, that's yeah. a great buy. Absolutely. So uh, come check it out. Like I said, it's got uh, uh, Joel, Joel uh, Weinkoop in it. It's got you in it. It's got uh, 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 Katie O'Brien and a whole lot of other great actors. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, coming to what we're waiting for in December, mm -hmm. which uh, I'm currently trying to, uh, uh, I found out that we could put out a, a soundtrack on vinyl, so I'm talking to the sound guys, <laughs> and said, hey, we need like 10 songs <laughs> for this, just to make it, you know, because sure. I want a vinyl soundtrack. Call it just my own personal, <laughs> like I want a soundtrack on vinyl. But it's called The Black Book. Uh, you oh, are opposite goodness. Ari Lehman. I am so excited. The first Jason. Yeah, I got to, yeah, the, the first Jason, absolutely. I got to act, uh, be a character opposite of the first Jason, Ari Lehman. And we shot that up uh, north, north Indiana. And, uh, Chesterton, right off the dunes? Again, such an amazing location. An old, kind of a creepy vintage bookstore type thing. And just great locations. Again, you're the master of that. <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited. I have not seen this project, so I'm really excited to see the, the black book. And you say it's coming in. Well, we're, we're having a problem that you're talking about master of locations. I, I'm picky about them. So we have one more segment to shoot, and I'm hung up on locations because I am so picky about it has to, it has to match where we, because where, where it has to, that's a character within the film. Sure. So, uh, we were looking at October. We're looking at now making a Christmas bundle, you know, releasing it on VHS and DVD, and like I said, with a vinyl soundtrack. I think that would be like hit all of the hipsters right in the pocket. And also, you might want to mention <laughs> Joe, Joe Herbert. Joe Herbert is yes, Joe Herbert from the Herbert done, Brothers. Uh, a, 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 a few of the films on here. Uh, we opened it up to other other directors, and uh, Joel hit it out the park with. Uh, Absolutely, Joe. Uh, Joe was fantastic with, uh, on, and he's helped me again honing my craft because I've done a lot of shorts. This is the first time we're we're putting stuff into feature, and, and with that mindset, and Joe has has helped me on that. And if people are not uh, familiar with the Herbert brothers, they uh, several years ago they won the Doritos uh, contest. Um, Nash, they they won the whole contest. So the the whole the fan meter and the absolutely. and everything. I, I think they're the only ones, the first ones and the only ones to actually win the whole thing all the way through. Yep, and they uh, they were interviewed on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and uh, yeah, they they had a they had a, a pretty good run with that. So <laughs> so that's the Herbert brothers, right? Um, but uh, so you're going to be here tomorrow. Yes, with I will the be screening, here. So you can actually watch because you haven't actually watched the whole mm -mm. the the tube all together. Seen pieces of all this stuff. Now I want to see it all put together. So right. I'm excited. So we'll see you tomorrow. Yes. Uh, thank you for coming out. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Chris. It's always a pleasure. And uh, I'm going to call up our, our Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our next guests uh, coming to the stage... Chuck Boudreaux from the Indianapolis Gen Con Film Festival. And uh, I am always mispronouncing your name. I Rock up? Rake up. Rake up the leaves. That's a good one. I, I, now I will never mess it up. Uh, or that's, what I'll, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> but uh, well, you were here with us last year. Um, you had the... Uh, the old school Adam West Batmobile, you, the, you, the very first one you built, right, was here last year, which was amazing for seventeen-year-olds. You know, and you know, I was seventeen, and I don't think I could 
put together two sticks. Well, and and we were kind of the same way. Um, <laughs> and we learned it as we went. Uh, I mean, it was, there's so much trial and error in that original car. We made every mistake in the book and then some, building that very first car, built and rebuilt many times over. But we made every mistake there, so when we started building them professionally, we'd already made all the errors. So <laughs> it's like, oh, we I, I, I know forward. this now. Like, this is old hat. But uh, uh, So this year you brought uh, number 26? Right. And, number 26. Uh, my, uh, uh, my station manager and, and co-host of Geek Public Radio uh, walked around the car as soon as you pulled it in. He was like, that's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite a few differences. Um, probably about 5,000 differences between Bat 1 and uh, the Bat 26. So Yeah, so uh, that particular car versus the... The one we did back in the mid-80s versus the ones you're currently building. Because there's there's even been changes there as well. Right. This was a repeat customer, Chris. That's what's so crazy about this business is that I've had two customers that have purchased two Batmobiles each because they were able to sell their first car for much more than what they bought it. And uh, You're like, for, wait, wait, wait a minute. Uh, maybe I should uh, exactly go maybe make business. my prices a little higher. And I did. Uh, so that's for sure as a, a requirement. But, yeah, uh, he ended up buying one car, had it pre-sold before he even received his car, and then uh, purchased another one. Uh, So it's very exciting to be able to work with him. And he's probably going to be selling this one and then going for, as Chuck had mentioned, one of our new versions because we're now using a custom-built frame. We now have an LS3 Corvette engine in them, uh, air ride suspension. We have air conditioning in them, every bell and whistle. So I'm I'm waiting on when you actually put the turbo like the the actual uh, uh, actually a turbine engine and yeah, yeah so he hasn't done that but on a couple of the cars I, he's put a sound system in them that shakes the ground <laughs> uh, and it sounds like there's a turbine in it it sounds like a jet getting ready to take off and uh, that's just mind blowing now the good news is you can turn off the sound effect whereas if you had a real turbine engine you couldn't drive past a hospital uh, so I, I don't recommend a real turbine engine or a car you know or, or a parking lot without setting everybody's alarms off there you go but it is a ton of fun and uh, every single car is a little bit different than the the previous one as we continue to innovate we continue to add features we continue to add strength and stability along those lines or we add more accuracy so all of those, and sometimes it's all three simultaneously as we're moving forward. And uh, one of the exciting things we're working on right now is we have a 3D scan of the number one car, and I'm having that CNC'd and styrofoam, and we did a mirror flip on it, so everything is com- finally symmetrical. <laughs> yeah, so, so to kind of bring it up in speed, George Barris had a very short amount of time to convert the... Lincoln Futura concept car into the 1966 Batmobile, and it's left left to right, it's not symmetrical. Uh, there, are, there are many pieces of it that you look at it and go, "Wow, that c- curve is really cool." And then you walk around to the other side and say, "That curve is really cool too," but they're not the same. <laughs> and that's not George's fault. That's the fault of of being a hand built car by the the geniuses over in Ghia, over in Italy. They're the ones using tree stumps to be able to hand form that steel. 
and you've got one Italian on one side, and you've got one Italian on the other side. And what you do? They, they both look this. beautiful. What you do? <laughs> so, uh, so that's what George Barris had to start with, as he did his modifications to extend the hood scoop down the nose of the car. Well, the original Futura hood scoop was slightly crooked. So, guess what? The extension was slightly, slightly crooked. crooked. So we have, or we're fixing all of those things. And I wanted the amber lenses to match from left side to the other. I wanted the headlight grills, the front grills, the rear grills, the taillight lenses, all of those things I wanted to match perfectly. So that way I can I can build one for every car instead of having to build two of everything. <laughs> so uh, we, we, we alluded to, when we talked about it last time, uh, the film that, that, is there any updates? I've heard of this movie. Um, no, there, there, there's a movie. <laughs> yeah, I was I was just listening to uh, you know to you and Mark talking about how it was a couple of years between when you shot a film and when it finally came out. And okay, so well, the tube has hit a decade, so it, it's still not the record. But uh. well, so where we're at is when we were shooting Starship Two Rendezvous with Ramses, um, May nineteenth, two thousand one. <laughs> Okay. Was the first day of shooting. So, at that time, my my now ex-wife uh, was pregnant with my daughter. My daughter turns eighteen in October. <laughs> now she is planning on going to digital animation school uh, as soon as she graduates high school next year. So uh, there's an outside chance she might actually complete the movie for us. <laughs> And we were joking about this when she was in the womb on the set of Starship Two. So it's quite a quite entertaining to think that she's actually going into the movie business because of her background, her parents, and everything that was going on. She but had no choice. Our special like, effects man, we, we really bit off more than we could chew effects wise. We we have as many special effects in Starship Two as we're in the Phantom Menace. Over two thousand special effects shots. Had we cut that down to, say, 500, and we had decided to shoot models instead of doing everything in CG, we would have been much better off, and we would have been done probably in the neighborhood of about 15 years ago. (laughs) Uh, But, however, we did not go that way, and uh, the effects are looking absolutely spectacular. That's the good news. The bad news is my one effects man is super, super busy, so it's been really tough for him to be able to, to... eke out the time to be able to work on it and make it happen. Like 15 or uh, 18, 19 years later. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's be honest, though. It didn't go into post uh, until only about 16 years ago. So <laughs> There you go. Oh, there you so go. That, that's so much better. <laughs> and uh, uh, who would you, you, you had mentioned uh, some of the actors who were, were uh, a part of that that uh, are no longer with us. Yeah, yeah, we got a couple of name actors that were in the film, and unfortunately, it's are no really sad. Uh, Richard Biggs from Babylon Five, who I had wanted to work with on every single movie that I ever made from that point on, he's no longer with us. He was the healthy one. He was the one that ate every meal properly, chicken. Okay. He he jogged every single day. Okay. He didn't I, smoke. I I had to mic this guy, put body mic on him. This guy was ripped. <laughs> And then uh, his business partner was Jason Carter, and Jason Carter was exactly the opposite in lifestyle, yet uh, Jason, thankfully, is still with us. And uh, the two of them worked on Babylon 5 together, became fantastic friends, and uh, put on acting uh, seminars and, yeah. and did a great job. 
And then Richard Hatch from Battlestar Galactica, from both Battlestar Galacticas, is no longer with us. And Richard was a lot of fun to work with, too. He was an absolute blast. Uh, so, Now, the, the, the one that's kind of the, the outside marker on this is John Astin from the original Adams Family TV show. Uh, he's still with us. Uh, what's he up to, 89-ish? Yes, something like that. Yeah, he's... Uh, he's up there, but he's, uh, he's waiting for the film to be released. I think that's it. Yeah, so. yeah. He is still teaching acting in Baltimore, and uh, still doing really well. And his his son, who is uh, maybe a little more familiar to today's audience, Sean Aston. Um, you know what? What's funny is I never made the connection, and I'm not. I'm not like because yeah. I didn't. You know, you really don't look at him and say well we used to you know, it was interesting we were doing the rap party for starship two and uh at the rap party john aston got the call from his son sean aston saying dad i'm in new zealand we're just about to start shooting the hobbit movies no, and yeah yeah lord of the rings lord of the rings technically yeah. uh and uh, excuse me and not yeah. Not as knowledgeable on such things, but th- those movies, yes, uh, that, that have many fans. And uh, it was great to get that call to say they were just about to start shooting. And uh, to, for John Aston to be able to announce that at our rap party was a blast. Yeah, that is actually pretty cool. Um, so we've uh, uh, sliding into... Uh, what year of the Con, uh, film Gen festival Con. is this? So now? this will be the 10th anniversary of the Gen Con film festival. Uh, Gen Con has been going on since uh, 1960. Yeah, we're uh, uh, seven years. Yeah, I think. yeah. I think this is the 52nd Gen Con. Um, but the film festival I started running as a film festival uh, 10 years ago. Uh, Mark was actually my assistant the first year I ran it. Then he got too busy. Uh, so I replaced him with three other people. Um, well, he's too busy making these. Uh, well, he's only cars. got what four full-time jobs. So, <laughs> but I'm so proud of Chuck for taking the film festival and taking it up uh, on the notch has been raised on the bar has been raised on every single year to be able to increase the quality of the movies coming in and the distance from which these movies are coming in from all over the world now. Uh, to take this little itty bitty festival and make it something spectacular is so. Really so cool. it's, it's interesting. You know, we always do an award ceremony. It's always the last thing we do at the at the festival, and uh, this kind of ties into the previous story. Um, the first year that well, it was always one of those problems where I would have an award for somebody and they weren't there, and like and the winner is not present. Let's move on to the next one. It made the award ceremony go really quickly, but it was kind of anticlimactic. So what I started doing is contacting the people who I knew were not going to be able to be there but had won an award and say, hey, can you shoot a little video clip uh, so I can show it at the award ceremony? Well, the first guy to send me one of those video clips was not able to attend because he was working on a film in New Zealand. (laughs) And now it was not one of the the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings films, but uh, his video clip was on that road where the hobbits are hiding from the, uh, what are they, the... Nazgul? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it was a lovely tie-in there that uh, yeah, he was shooting from one, shooting his little thank you video uh, from uh, uh, basically location for <laughs> Lord of the Rings. So, um, <clears throat> and that was the, like, the very first one of those I got. In fact, uh, filmmaker shot vertical. Oh, this no. camera. Oh, no. <laughs> That's fine. Ouch. 
But uh, uh, as Mark said, we get people coming in from all over the place, uh, all over the world. Um, I've got guys coming in from... Uh, I always have some Australians come in. Yeah, yeah. So you don't get much further away than that. <laughs> How many entries are you receiving these days for Gen Con? Actually, the number of entries has not skyrocketed over the years. Okay. Um, so this year we're showing about, uh, I think, about 120 films, and that's about the normal. Um, last year I think I showed a few more. And how many submitted to well, peer down to that list? <laughs> I don't turn away that many. Okay. Um, and in a lot of times when they when I do turn them away, there is either something technically that's not mm. there, uh, or it doesn't match our genres. Mm. Uh, so film makers out there, if you're going to submit to a film festival, read the instructions on the site about submitting to the film festival. Find out what that film festival is about. Yeah, I, I've sent a few that were. Uh, uh, uh Outside of the scope a little bit. <laughs> just, just a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> they weren't technically horror, so they were more thriller or whatnot. But uh, I tried. Yeah, and, we've, yeah and, and we we have shown quite a few of the things you've put together. I'm trying to remember what we're showing this time around. Um, um, Ocularis. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. And that's... Uh, 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 we have two for next year that we're, we're uh, uh, really, really proud of. So Awesome. Be kind. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always love having you there. Um, and, and that's really the, something that from the, from the beginning, I always wanted the Gen Con Film Festival to be not just show up and show movies, but to actually be a community. And so we get the same filmmakers submitting films year after year. Sometimes guys will skip a couple of years and then they'll come back, which is awesome. Um, and they've, they've really gotten to know each other uh, through that. I, we, we have what I've, I'm referring to now as the Gen Con Film Camp, uh, where uh, we have filmmaking panels, workshops. Uh, we have over 18 hours worth of education for filmmakers at Gen Con this year. So we would like to actually be more part of it. Um, however, like when uh, it, like the schedule comes out, it tends to be the films that we're we had put in, or at the same time we are actually doing the live, <laughs> our, our live event just like here at Gen Con. So, uh, which this year we're moved to the Westin Ballroom, uh, Ballroom Four. So I don't know how. Okay, that's far. right upstairs from where we're at. Yeah. So, so I mean, like we're just right on a crowd, so we can actually yeah yeah like, actually hop back and forth. And, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Love to have you for Gen Con too. Uh, yeah, let's see Maybe if we whatever can, filmmakers you want to round up and. I, 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 filmmakers love to get in front of microphones, not so much cameras, but they love to get in front of microphones. Uh, so yeah, I, I would, uh, uh, yeah, definitely uh, track down different filmmakers and. Uh, um, we have a filmmaker meet and greet. We also have our opening ceremonies. There's a ton of filmmakers at that. I encourage you just to show up, and say, "Hey, we're doing a podcast upstairs." And, you know, let's get your time slot set. Right. You know? Um, we are going to have to uh, start moving uh, because uh, uh, we could talk. Uh, oh, God, yeah. For forever. <laughs> but uh, coming to the stage right after us is Mikey Mason, uh, touring comedian. We're, our, we're the openers. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... Uh, uh, so uh, that's what we keep telling everybody anyway. I'm not sure he, he, uh, he's too enthused about us opening up for him, but, you know, 
<laughs> well, very good. Well, it's a ton of fun, as always, to talk with you, Chris, and just thank you very much for having us on the show. I enjoy you guys. <laughs> as long as I don't do anything silly. <laughs> but uh, thank you for coming Thanks out. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Mark, for, uh, for uh, joining us. Thank you guys for listening. She's not listening. <laughs> but thank you. We appreciate it. And uh, we will see you next year. And uh, we will see you even closer. Gen Con is, is coming up the uh, beginning of, of uh, August. So, like, next month. Four weeks away, yeah. So uh, we will see you soon.